everybody. I am Nick, and this is Chris. Hey, what's going on? This is another epidemic of off the post. I don't yeah, know if I, even, I, I have no idea where that came from. Epidemic. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is, obviously. But, yeah. Sounded professional as hell to me. <laughs> well, we, we have a very professional show for you today. After about four hours of uh, minor inconvenience on the program we're using, our program today is going to bring you topics like Moxley and Danielson possibly teaming up in AEW. Shane O'Mac fired. He is fucking fired. Fucking and fired. <laughs> also, the Elimination Chamber is on its way. But first, we will kick things off with a huge, on many different levels, mm-hmm. huge appearance yet last night on AEW, making his debut. Uh, actually, before we even get into that, Tonight's episode, we may go, we're not going to really ring bells or anything like that tonight. We're just going to let it flow. We'll yeah. see how that goes. Trying something new. Yeah. We, we kind of know our limits here. Yeah. Um, working on some new programming here. So, yeah, we'll get it all down eventually. But uh, we got approximately two and a half minutes. We'll go from there. Sure. Yeah. And something we also like- got a new, a new segment that you came up with that I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. yeah, let's do that. So, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, I can't wait to get to that. It's going to be huge. But yeah, huge. Keith huge. Lee, Jay Wyatt, debuting last night on AEW Dynamite. There had been talk, Chris, for the last week since last week's AEW Dynamite. Tony Khan said, hey, I've got a surprise for you. It's going to be so good. Yeah. So, you know, he teases everybody, which personally, I'd rather you not tell me you have a fucking surprise for me and just surprise me. Yes, totally agree. But yes, Keith Lee and Jay White making their debuts last night. Limitless Keith Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everyone have to have you a nickname? Yeah. <laughs> but I notice everyone has to have a nickname in AEW. It's not just Keith Lee. No, it's, you know, or, or anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have something, you know. I, I like the limitless idea. You know, that's that I, I liked it in WWE. I thought that worked pretty good for him, but I don't know, man. He's getting some heat right away from the internet wrestling community. You know, they're like, oh, he's fucking fat, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, okay, well, he's been fat. <laughs> right. Okay. Like they didn't know that. If you didn't know that, then what the hell were you even watching? And, okay, I guess I kind of get it because. In uh, NXT, he was a bigger star, no pun intended, and he had some really good matches, like some with Dominic Dijakovic before he became T-Bag. He was amazing matches. And, dude, I can can hear your butthole. (laughs) Yeah, of course, the wife's calling me right now. (laughs) There's something in your butthole. I'm like... Do I mute and try to answer this? Because I haven't seen her all day long. Go for it. No, I don't know. I ain't answering it live. The audience but, uh, needs it. No. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck did you do? <laughs> At any rate, um, yeah, man, he had a lot of really good matches in NXT. And then when they brought him to Raw, I mean, he had uh, maybe, a, I don't know, one or two decent matches, but Overall, they didn't use him right in my eyes. 
he was part of one of those waves of really talented NXT guys that they pushed up and tried to do something with, and they didn't handle it right. I don't know what happened with him. Um, they, Well, they already botched it. Then they, I don't know if he had some sort of backstage attitude problem, so they bring him back as the Bearcat, and that didn't go over at all. Um, so it was just inevitable that he was going to be released in my eyes. Like he just didn't get over anymore when he hit the main roster. Well, exactly. He really didn't. And it's unfortunate. And, you know, I I look at things like Bearcat calling him Bearcat and changing things up. You changed him in certain ways two or three times since you brought him up from NXT and he didn't need all that. Like, I don't know. Vince made him put a shirt on. Like, uh, people can't handle like a dude being fat. Look at this guy. He may be fat. Fine. He's fucking fat. I'm fucking fat. Okay. But the dude can move in the ring and he does like aerial moves that you see smaller guys do and he does it effortlessly. And last night on Dynamite, he showed how strong he can be. Like, both of, um, both the guys from private party jumped on him after the match one at a time. And he didn't really move when he caught him. He was just so stiff. It was like catching a baseball. And then when he power bombed, what's his fuck through his other buddy tag team, Dick face. And he power <laughs> him through his fucking back. It was incredible. Yeah, what's the guy's name? Isaiah Cassidy or whatever? And and Mark Quinn, yeah. Okay, tossed him all the way across the ring. Oh, my God. That was interesting to watch. Yeah, and he did it, again, so effortlessly. So hopefully AEW doesn't misuse him. Another Um, another Cassidy. (laughs) You know me, and I I love my AEW names. They're some of my favorites. We need to compile a list. I I sent you one with all colors. (laughs) <laughs> so i know you don't really uh know much about jay white another um, color <laughs> <laughs> sorry no i don't know anything about jay white to be honest with you he um he's he's pretty good in the ring i've seen a couple of his matches i'm not you know a mark for him or anything like that by any stretch of the imagination but the matches i've seen he is very good and some of the mic work that I've seen of him, he's very good. So I'm hoping, hopefully for the best, honestly. Last night's segment was stupid as fuck. It was really, <laughs> really dumb. It Is just this the it, Adam Cole thing? Yeah. AEW just, again, here's this guy. Let's talk to you. Oh, two words in. I'm going to interrupt them. Mm-hmm. So interruption and... Uh, I noticed it more after you brought it up on one of our previous shows, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he, he has a damn point here. I just don't get it. I, I mean, I get why they do it, but, man, you do it every time. Yeah. It does get old quick. Well, um, let's see. Want to bounce over to WWE? I think we need to at this point. All right. Trying to yeah. find my shit here. But anyway, we're going to talk about uh, Paul Heyman. And his uh, promo that opened up, was it SmackDown? No, Raw? SmackDown. Yeah, Smack. Jesus, I know what I'm talking Smackdown. about. It opened up the old SmackDown 
with the bloodline and the smackdown. <laughs> they were in the ring with him, and he was just going off. He had a few reactions from Roman because Paul was talking about how much he loved Brock and this and that, and he's like, "Okay, I'll let him. I'll let him finish what he's saying here." But he basically said that he made a mistake by leaving the tribal chief and uh, going back with Brock. But then he had a like an awakening and said, "Hey, you're right. I need to come back to you." So he, after he betrayed Brock, he's just right back with with Roman. It's all cool. It's all good. It I don't know. All, it, it was all a big, big plan. One big fucking plan. Yeah, I, they played Brock Lesnar pretty bad. Although, I guess it wouldn't surprise me if WWE went for the triple cross. Go on. You know? <laughs> so now, you know, come WrestleMania. Brock will end up winning, winning it all, no matter whatever it is they do. What? Oh yeah, the, eye for eye, whatever. Swamp match, um, whatever they do. <laughs> swamp ass match. <laughs> Challenge you to a swamp ass match. <laughs> they would do say it just like that. And you're not allowed to laugh. Can't laugh, Brock. I know how you get. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I could totally see what you're saying. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Heyman, uh, like you said, triple crosses Roman. And like, yeah, we got you, sucker. Because you haven't heard anything from Brock's side yet about uh, Heyman calling him a fool and, yeah, all that fun jazz. We'll see, man. We'll see. See, man. See, man. See, man. But the overall, the... Um, you know, the whole promo and the entrance, entrance, the opening segment to SmackDown. Paul Heyman's gold on the mic. You know what I mean? He really mm. pulls you in and, and makes you want to believe what's happening. You know? Yeah, I don't think anyone knows what he's going to say while he's out there. It's just go with it. Maybe that's why you got so many different facial reactions from Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, and his facial reactions are great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's serious as hell. He smiles when he had. He's yeah. He's he's really taking this heel turn to the max. To the moon. <laughs> Here we go. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to see where this goes. Well, it's kind of going towards the elimination chamber in a sense. In a sense. In a sense, elimination chamber. Coming up here next week at this time. Uh, right now it's Thursday, February 10th. So Elimination Chamber is live Saturday, February 19th. Only on pay-per-view for $24.95. Or um, on Peacock for five. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, you have Roman right now who doesn't have a match at Elimination Chamber, right? Oh, no, wait, he does. It's against fucking Goldberg. Oh, yeah, there it is. I was going to say, I just did this segment on the old Raw breakdown where Goldberg comes out and... Oh, I'm sorry, SmackDown breakdown. Breakdown SmackDown? Fuck me. I'm having, a, I'm having one hell of a night. But yeah, Goldberg. <laughs> out of the blue because breakdown, I said... SmackDown, jack off. Guess where it's at? Saudi Arabia. Why? At yes. noon? What? I have to work. So that's a pain in my ass. Noon on a Saturday. You yeah. know, well, they can't do shit on Sunday over there. So. Right. Yeah. I, I guess. Uh, it'd be my guess. 
can't show a woman's face. Why would you do anything on a Sunday? Right. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I, I mean, this whole Saudi Arabia thing, it's just I don't even know what to say about it anymore. I'm so over it, so played out. And for fuck's sake, we're not even halfway through this deal yet, I don't think. Because wasn't uh, it for maybe 10 years that they'd be doing this crap? Most likely. Um, they seem to get a kick out of it over there. They sell the damn marina out, but... And that's great for them, honestly. Uh, not taking anything away from them. It's not to say that you can't have that. Don't mean that at all. But it's just so out of, uh, I don't know, kind of out of touch, honestly. Because when they go over to Saudi Arabia, it's my understanding that a lot of the people in charge over there, they want to see certain things, see certain people, and... WWE ends up kind of steering their storylines at the time to satisfy Saudi Arabia and it's it's annoying. You know yeah. what I mean? It's You can so. see it in the like the whatever those SmackDown and Raw before they go to Saudi Arabia just lacks everything. They're doing rematches just to get through the shit so they can get to Saudi Arabia and past. So they right. don't want to create any more storylines or anything like that beforehand. And honestly, I don't give a shit about it most of the time. However, I will say that this one, maybe even the last, I can't really recall too much of the last Saudi Arabia pay-per-view, but, um, you know, they've gotten better with putting on a little bit better of a card. You know, I it was actually it. the only good one so far they put on was the last one. Yeah, that, yep. That was and, Roman you know, and uh, Brock that time, which we all thought Brock was going to win. But, you know, they've got the chamber this time, and I enjoy a good chamber match, and I think the the uh, the guys that are in the match are all going to mesh really well. I'm pretty actually pretty excited to see Austin Theory in there, so this should be pretty good. Yeah, he almost got taken out of there, huh? The old Owens switcheroo almost worked. Not really, but... <laughs> I love that they did that, and then... so. You make Theory lose here so Owens can maybe get into the match and replace him, but then they said no. So why have Theory take the law? I don't know yet. I haven't figured that one out, but either These way. Are the days of our lives. Going into uh, something that we brought up at the top of the show, Shane O'Mac, the son of Vinnie Mac, has been fucking fired after he appears as a uh, mystery or surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble. Haven't seen him in forever. He comes back for the Rumble, uh, I'd say later in the match, makes it to the final three, and then gets fired right after. You're fired. What happened here? I heard he was quietly let go for some of the backstage shit he was creating, some of the heat. Yeah, there, there was some... A few things that I'd seen uh, between him and Randy Orton. Apparently, Randy Orton was supposed to go in at number 29. Yep. And something happened where Shane's music hit, and he wanted Randy to go out, and Randy kind of laughed it off, and Shane ended up going out. And there was ideas floating around where Shane was going to win the Royal Rumble. There was ideas floating around, and again, 
total, total, total speculation. This is all shit that I've read online from different, different, no credit, not credible sources. I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, he had a lot, uh, a lot of different things that he was trying to pull allegedly and people weren't too thrilled with that. Well, I mean enough to where <laughs> the son of a billionaire is just going to get his shit canned. So gone. I mean, that was something I was not expecting to wake up to, but what's the game plan here? Is the door still open? Can he come back? I mean, he's 50, what two 53 years old. I, don't know. I think, yeah, he's in his early 50s. He's in his I, early 50s. <laughs> just saw that. Um, yes, he should. Uh, I, now, is oop, the oop, chance oop. of him going to AEW at all a thing? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think so. Um, if this really? were 10, 15 years ago, maybe. I could see that just do another like WCW type thing and just completely burn the bridges down again. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing him start his own promotion, you know, only because, you know, I enjoy a W not because I think it's a superior product to the WWE. Although I think right now it may, you know, it's got it a little bit, you know, I'm, try and give WWE more credit than they may deserve. But, um, you know, I like the competition. I like having options. I like having something else to watch other than WWE. Because, man, I mean, sometimes you just keep watching WWE and you're, like, kind of burnt out on it all, you know? You can get for, there, just sure. Just for me, you know? And uh, I, I like having that, that option there. So if Shane started something, that's cool, you know? Or uh, I don't want to see him go to AEW. I wonder if there's some sort of, again, another sway to, hey, guess what? We release Shane. You know, he's got so much backstage heat. And then he comes out somewhere down the line here. And I don't know. Could be anything with with the WWE. Maybe he'll try and start his own football league. Hey, the how would you want to say this? <laughs> the OMAC football league. I don't know. That was bad. <laughs> Let's get the hell oh, off of this quick. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, crap. I had it pulled up. Randy Orton was recently on some podcast. I can't remember one, and I wish I had the details <laughs> in front of me. Because then I went some podcast. Of the, he was you know, some sort of jackass that I am here. Ah, here we go. WrestlingInc.com. Um, and he was discussing basically the feud he had with The Fiend. And how he wasn't exactly super pumped to be doing it, but he's like, you know what? I'm getting older. I've been here forever. And I can either just roll with the punches and just do it or get all kinds of pissed off and get a bunch of heat on me and all that other crap. So it was an interesting uh, listen. I'm trying to find some of the quotes here, but he said some of that was rough. Uh, they pulled me or they put me in a burn mask one week and then the next week I'm out of it. And I think my skin healed. It's tough. 
Then you go to who you would imagine you would go to when you have a great, this is quote, by the way, I'm not just <laughs> talking like shit. He, this is, he said this. So then you go to who you would imagine you go to when you have a gripe and go, Hey, I can't do this. Like, man, aren't they going to just do it? It's going to work. That's what bit, bit, Oh, just do it. Just do it, man. That's, oh, yeah. that's what Vinny said. That's good shit. That's good shit. Well, okay, like roll with the punches, you know, just go out there and do your best job, even though I'm lighting a dead guy on fire and he's the baby face. You know, one thing you can really appreciate about Randy Orton is the fact that if there's ever a good hand, he's a good hand. Yeah, because if you need somebody to go in the ring and put on a really good match and make someone else look good, he'll do it. He's the guy that needs to go out there and make himself look really good. He'll do it. If he's going to get on the mic. He'll do it. I mean, you can't lose. Can't lose with Randy Orton. You know, he's had his ups and downs, but I think he's been one of the most consistently good and bad things about WWE. And, and by that, I mean face or heel. The dude can do it all. Yeah. He really can. I think he's a better heel, but I've actually enjoyed his run here with Riddle. Um, other than his little goof up on uh, SmackDown or Raw this past week, which is pretty funny where he goes, uh, Hey Riddle, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm not the only one that bakes, and he's supposed to say you're not the only one that bakes. Yeah. That was interesting. Another drug reference. Every time they are together, it's you know Gotta I can weigh, in there. I can weigh these ounces. I you know whatever. But so you're yeah, out now, there in Colorado. So yep, yep. But yeah, he's even knocking this out of the park and bringing somebody who I don't know maybe had the Keith Lee syndrome going on with Matt Riddle, um, not getting over like they wanted him to, Hey, let's throw him with Randy Orton. And all of a sudden he's a megastar. Right. Well, and you know, the matches that he had with Bray, they were really good. You know, even when before Bray Wyatt was the fiend, um, WrestleMania just two or three years ago, um, you know, where they kind of had the lights shining down in the ring, like it would be snakes or whatever. Yeah, all the bugs. The whole thing was Sister Abigail. Some of it got out a little out of control, but everything they did worked really well still. I I enjoyed their programs. I didn't like that match per se, but I did like the build-up to it where, you know, he was lighting that house on fire. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, they they did pretty well. And it made me actually sympathize with Bray for once. Yeah. But that Definitely. started that whole turn there. But all right, let's bounce back over to AEW really quick again. We've got some interesting possibilities here with John Moxley, the psychopath, you know, fresh off his rehab. <laughs> he uh, knocks down, what's his face there? Yuma, Yuma, Arizona there? Western Yuma? <laughs> what's his face? <laughs> Yuma? Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma. <laughs> yeah. So he beat Nick Papa Giorgio. And here comes uh, Brian Danielson with, with everybody thinking, oh, my God, he's going to beat his ass. But he's got a proposition for him thinking that, hey, you and me, we should team up and we can run this motherfucker. So that was an interesting little turn. Now, Moxley's face the entire time, like trying to ponder it was kind of over played hmm. but he's like looking hmm, hmm, i don't know what do you guys think what do you think you was you know and everyone's doing the yes chant but i would actually be interested to see this i would too <laughs> i'm not gonna lie 
Jericho tried to get Moxley to team up with him uh, in AEW early on with the inner circle that he was creating. Mm-hmm. This is more when Jericho was more heel and, and had the title. Moxley was chasing. Um, he offered him a Ford, I think, is it a GT? Like the more, the sportiest Ford? Oh, like, yeah. The, the GT. And he offered him one. And <clears throat> so being kind of along the same lines where Danielson's playing in that heel role, trying to get Moxley to join up with them, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. I mean, I forget the whole, these dudes are former WWE guys and all that. No, you got a brawler and you have one of the better, if not one of the best brawlers right now, because there's not a lot of them. So you don't have many to pick from. Right. Um, with Brian Danielson, who is arguably the best wrestler in the world. I mean, and they're both good heels. Is Moxley technically a heel? Uh, no, I mean he's more of a face, I uh, definitely. But I could see him going back. He can be, he's got he the can be the tw- yeah, he can be the tweener. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if they'll actually do it or if this is just to set up them going at it at their next pay per view or whatever they've got down the line. I know they only do four a year, but um. And I just made fun of AEW a week or two ago about how they have too many teams. And now I'm sitting here going, I really think they should team up. <laughs> <laughs> so a little backhanded there, but. To be fair, uh, Inner Circle looks like they're done. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, names of people. I know them, but I can't think of them. Um, Santana and. Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm Sammy, learning. Yep. Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, and Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, yep, everyone seems to be turning on Jericho here. Except Hager. Yep, he's still there. Hagar the horrible. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I swear, like sometimes like listening to some of the other reviews out there and I'm like, I cannot keep any of these guys straight, but maybe it's like that with WWE too, but I've been following for so long that it just comes natural. Yeah. Um, it, it took me quite a while to really start getting into other names that weren't so familiar and it's hard to keep track of them all, man. I mean, it really is. Well, if these two team up, they did throw a few names out there, a little name dropping. Um, of who they should take under their wing. If they two team up, who should they go after first to bring into their little, what do you want to call it? A little web there. I thought of one earlier, honestly, and I'm trying to think who was it? Uh... (laughs) Yuma, Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no i feel bad i can't remember that guy's name oh, either oh cm punk oh god could you imagine those three together so and the only reason i really say that is because cm punk and john moxley teamed up last night yep so or you know as mjf likes to call him pg punk <laughs> um yeah they it was a scenario where cm punk was trying to challenge MJF for a rematch. In order for him to get the rematch, he's got to beat FTR. He doesn't have a tag team partner. Time for the match. Here comes 
Moxley to team with him. It was a really good match too. I mean, wasn't the best ever, but it was a really good match. Yeah. So, and Punk's got that attitude. You've got heel Danielson, tweener uh, Moxley, and kind of a tweener, but more face Punk. Yeah, you, you know, you're covering all your all your grounds there. You're covering all your wieners. Yeah, CM Junk, like you said. CM Junk. CM was, Junk. CM Junk. That was too funny. <laughs> well, so I seem to be asking you a shitload of questions today. So, what do you say? <laughs> we jump into this new segment called Hot Tags. This was your uh, your title, which was great. Hot tags. Hot tags. <laughs> You the motherfucking hot, hot tags ripping off your song that you made hot tags. I know. Should I make another one? <laughs> um, we do not have a build up song for this except that. So thank you. So this I'm going to I got five questions I've written down for you. I'm going to give you a minute per question and then I'm going to try to time it where I throw in a little sound bite to let you know, like we usually do with the bell that we're done with that question. Marry one, fuck one, kill one, go. Uh, I, you know what, dude? I honestly thought about that. I was like, is it? Are we that show? <laughs> we those guys. We are those guys. We are, are those guys. guys. But are we that show? <laughs> but this could be a you know reoccurring recurring segment. So maybe I will do it. A fuck, kill, stab. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, let's get into this. The first question I have for you: the clock will start after I finish the first question. Uh, what is WWE's plan right now for Rhea Ripley going forward, and how would you book her? Well, I think Rhea Ripley's plan currently is to keep feuding with Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross, Nikki ASS, ASH, whatever. Somehow these two are going to get into more of a brawl in the Elimination Chamber that's going to cost one, if not both of them, match. I don't know how. Um, but it will, and they'll continue their little feud through WrestleMania. Um, and then after that, Rhea's going to get the win at WrestleMania. After that, Nikki's going to take off for a while, probably until the fall. We won't see her. She'll take some time off. Mm. Rhea will keep running, and she'll try and go after. I would say she's at that point, you're going, you're putting her in a title picture. Because at that it would have to it'd have to because it would be more than a year that she had that she was in the picture at all. And you know, there's people that are possibly coming back and a lot of storylines there. I think you'd be you'd be stupid if you didn't. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. I agree. Ripley needs to be in a title picture. This is just not working for me. But all right. Next question. It's basically on the same note, too. Her former pa- uh, tag team partner, Nikki A.S.H., how much longer does she hold on to this gimmick? Would you just answer this question? Kind of. <laughs> so that sucks for me. No, that's okay. I, I can still but talk where, about Where would more. you go with her, I guess, if she does take some time off to recreate herself? I think uh, she would be done with this gimmick by the end of WrestleMania. Like I said, she's going to take some time off. Probably till yeah fall, early fall, maybe a little longer. Get herself together more, go a different direction, and that direction should be a more serious Nikki Cross. Uh, find that line between crazy and serious, and build on that. 
you know, yeah. because she's a little spitfire. She's like the Tasmanian devil. And if they can find that, then, you know, she doesn't need to be a fucking superhero. It's stupid. I don't stupid. understand it. I mean, it was funny for like a day. You yeah. know, I, I, and but now it's to the point. It's like, are you serious with this crap? You know, I'm all about positivity and her trying to be that character for little girls and all that stuff. But I mean, for fuck's sake, it's stupid. Stupid. It's just it's stupid. stupid. Yeah. Uh, even her psycho character had to grow on me. But when it did, I was like, oh, yeah, I really like your tagging up with Alexa Bliss. That's really sweet. All right. I'm getting it. And then, the, yeah. Let's put a cape and mask on her. Oh, I can watch those two make out. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So who in the WWE, out of all of their belts that they have, all 62 of them, who's dropping it first? You mean relate? So tag team belts, U.S. title, intercontinental, any of the belts that are held right now, who's going to be dropping it first? Wow. I'm going to go with... (sighs) (laughs) If anyone could see his face right now. (laughs) The Raw Tag Team Champions are currently Alpha Academy. Yeah. Oh man, no. I say I should have ran through them all first in the question. That's you got okay. The, the Usos, Roman Reigns, Bobby, or is Bobby Lashley? Yeah, Bobby Lashley. Um, Carmella say, and Queen Lizalada. Yeah. D- Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Gotta go twenty four seven. Yeah. I'm going to tag out on that one. Okay. I was going to pick the way he's going right now. Maybe Damian Priest drops the U.S. belt first. I thought about that, too, because he's been kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Declining, uh, getting his ass beat every chance. uh... Yeah, it's like they're going to turn him into this psycho heel where he's got a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's got the right name for it. I didn't even notice it until they started bringing it up. I was like, oh, yeah, I get Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) What one should be dropped? That could be a whole different question. But I think the Intercontinental belt needs to be dropped first just to to move that thing up the ladder again. But um, all right, sticking with belt changes, possibly. Uh, Last night. There was a Texas death match where Hangman Page uh, actually retains over Lance Archer. So uh, that being said, who's going to be the person to take the world championship, AEW world championship, off of Hangman Page? Whoa. That's a loaded question. Uh, I would like to see it be MJF. I, I do get his name a lot or in my head, too. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, MJF is you've had him do all these things. He's ran through Jericho and the inner circle, and now he's beat CM Punk. Even if they do have a rematch, which they're going to, and even if Punk wins the rematch, I still think you 
aren't able to push him and keep pushing him into the title picture. But now it's getting crowded. You got Adam Cole, um, you know. So although I don't see MJF being, well, no, I still think it's got to be MJF because uh, Adam Cole loses first match, you know, that's not sanctioned. Or that is sanctioned. He'll lose his first match to Paige. And then it'll be MJF. Okay. You don't think uh, Lance Archer in some sort of rematch could be a thing? No. No, I think they'll move on. Okay. And finally, we have one more question. This is kind of more of a goofy one. Might not even take a minute. But has AEW already botched the debut of Danhausen? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, for me, I mean, it's not like I'm not excited to see what he can do. I mean, I can easily do that and at any time I want to and go on YouTube. Yeah. But there's just, uh, they're rushing things like that. You don't, you didn't need to bring him out in any shape or form. There was literally no reason to bring him out the way they did. I'm pretty sure he broke both of his legs not long ago. So he's, yeah. He's still recovering from that. I mean, he's obviously walking, but, you know, he's not in ring shape. And to just pull him out from under the ring and, oh, here's Danhausen. Maybe I don't know enough about him to understand his gimmick, and maybe that fits really well. That could be the case. And if that is the case, then sweet, you know. Sure. I guess. I I guess. Um, Just pointing, though. (laughs) Yeah. But they don't, you know, sometimes they just rush these things and they, like, Jay White, you didn't need to introduce him then. You could have waited a week or two or uh, I don't know. Yeah. Danhausen, underwhelming for me in that debut. It was. Um, and then just to show up with Orange Cassidy at ringside walking around during that Moxley match against uh, uh, what's this? God damn. I got to look his name up. Papa Giorgio there. <laughs> I really feel bad that I can't think of that guy's name. Hangs out with the best friends. Oh, um, Wheeler Yuta or something. Wheeler Wheeler Yuta, yeah. Oh my god, where did I pull that out of? Yeah, Wheeler Yuta. Fuck me. Couldn't get it for the last twenty minutes, and all of a sudden, (laughs) is it Wheeler Yuta? Yeah, (laughs) that's what it is, everybody. It sure is. (laughs) Um. Well, that's it for hot tags. I think I liked that segment a lot. That, that was that's good stuff. That was cool. good shit. That was some good shit right there, boy. I do it again. You might make the tag. Get it? I don't know what I'm talking about. Might punch you in the face. When I do events, I need it already written out for me. <laughs> where's Veer? Anybody Jesus else? Christ, where the fuck is Veer? Where's that big Indian motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Where is Veer, though? Honestly, is he coming any closer? Mm, I don't know. You sent me a picture the other day where he was backstage behind. God. uh, Who the hell was in that picture now? Was it Orton? It was him and Commander Aziz and Otis. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, And somebody else. They were trying to get Otis into like a athletic suit. Um, what was that for the 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 cart race or the scooter race? Oh, I'm gonna find it. It was. Fuck I, me. I have it, and I'm gonna find it. 
Yeah, you ju- you said it to me the other day, and I'm like, holy shit, there he is. We found him. We don't have to I do this may... segment anymore. Did I post it to... I think I you did. did. I don't even know anymore. Oh, yeah, there it is. It, is that one of those street prophets there putting him in it? No. Yeah, him getting into that freaking, like, ski suit was pretty funny. Okay, so anybody that could potentially be watching this, obviously not at the moment, but this will be getting posted, I believe. I'm about to pull this up, and you are about to see for yourself that we, or somebody, whoever took this picture, found Veer. Found. Ready? Yep. Bam. That's that's him. That's the motherfucker right there. Although it is a funny picture with Otis. You know. <laughs> Look at those locks too. That guy's mm-hmm. got. I mean, I'd kill to have hair like that, right? Thick old beard. But yeah, so he he made his way to the arena. He was there, so he's close. Veer, brother, I, I I'm looking forward to it. Keep keep an eye out for you. All right. It's been 84 years. (laughs) Oh, boy. He better freaking dominate. Well, he's gonna, a couple guys. Um, Well, I would ask you what brand he should be on, (laughs) but he's clearly going to be coming to Raw. Holy shit. Wouldn't that be funny if he ends up in, like, NXT? (laughs) NXT 2.0. Here's hey. fear. And he's like, what? This isn't raw. <laughs> Just do a joke gimmick like uh, truth. Yeah. He shows up to like the performance center. And nobody's there. <laughs> that is so funny. Just going into different arenas that aren't the right one. He's like knocking on the door. Hello. Um, you said the you... Staples Center, right, Vince? God damn it. Vera, I said the fucking <laughs> on the other coast. <sighs> I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> well, with Veer going to Raw from the sounds of it, and then having other people on SmackDown, do you think that the old Raw versus SmackDown brand split should finally be over? Uh, I am ready for it to be over. It I am, should be. Yes. I'm ready. You've already broken the wall down a hundred times, just without even explaining it. Or and then sometimes they do explain it. And it makes no sense either way. Oh, yeah, well, they're allowed to come over once in a while, or they can have so many of the show. They've changed it so much. Um, I'm ready to, if they're going to do it, though, unify the belt, get rid of the Universal Championship belt. Um, so if it is a Roman versus Brock thing, put them both up there, and then it becomes one. Right. Unification but, match. Love it. Yeah, something along those lines. You can keep the U.S. title, the Intercontinental title. I'm okay with that. Get rid of the double tag team belts as well. We don't need two of those. And then maybe that would make the woman, the women's tag team belts a little more powerful because they're they're allowed to go either side. Doesn't matter. They can go Raw or SmackDown. They don't. They don't ever fucking go anywhere. But right. Well, I get on some level the idea of the brand split it's probably easier on the superstars you know what i mean because well we need you both raw and smackdown this week 
and the pay-per-view on Sunday, then back to Raw again, and then maybe to the following SmackDown too, because you know what I mean? So on on that level, I guess I kind of understand it. However, um, I I would like to see it go away. And for the reason you said for the, the championships, you only need one world champion. You only need um, one tag team championship. You only need one woman's title. You have women's tag titles. I don't mind having two mid card titles, the U S and the intercontinental. Yep. Hell, you can bring in a, a women's mid card title. Get rid of the 24 seven garbage. Agree. Have a, have a women's mid card title, you know, and you have all these wrestlers. You don't need that many titles to support that. There can still be mid card storylines for the mid card title or no title at all. I mean, they try and do it, but I don't know. I just feel like the brand split is just too played out. Yeah. Um, again, the intercontinental belt is useless right now. And it used to be the workman's belt. All the best have had it before they go up to the championship belt. They're like, all right, we got to start and see if they can run with the intercontinental first. They don't even do that anymore. There's like, who do we have laying around that should have a belt on? Oh, mm-hmm. Shinsuke. I like Shinsuke, but he's not an intercontinental champion right now. Throw it back on AJ Styles or somebody that's going to be there every week to, like Cena used to do with the U.S. belt, just throw out a challenge every week so it looks relevant. Not I don't know. some com- comedic gimmick. Right. You know, it's more comedic to me than anything. You know, give it to a guy like a Bret Hart that was amazing with the intercontinental belt. Just bring Bret Hart back. Okay, I'm frick. Finally, it's. I didn't have to say it. At least, (laughs) I'm just glad I finally said it. Yep, we're gonna put it out there. So yeah, that'd be cool to. I mean, like you said, I get why they do it. It gives a little bit more chance for as extensive of a roster as they have to be displayed on either Monday or Fridays. But um, they seem to right now be throwing whoever is popular out there, anyways. Demetri on whatever day. It doesn't matter. You keep Roman separate pretty much and you keep Brock separate, but then it seems to be like they're going to break that down soon. So it doesn't matter. They're going to do whatever they want to do. Yep. Makes sense this week. Let's do it. Well, do you have any uh, anything that you forgot or anything that we should maybe cover? Because I really can't think of anything. No, man. I I mean, without the, the bell going off, I think we got out of mostly everything we needed to say. Yeah. Didn't sidecast too much. Think think overall went pretty good. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't I don't have a final fall either this week. I mean <laughs> I pulled one up just to just to talk about it. I thought it was interesting about uh the possibility of Kurt Angle coming back. Okay. And then they put the kibosh on that last minute again. Maybe so even Kurt, as far as having him in the elimination chamber, right? So like as a ref. That. Yeah, he was uh, surprisingly let go in April of 2020 after he retired, blah, blah, blah. Lost his last match to fucking Happy Corbin. But uh, there was apparently talks that he was going to be asked to come back here to the company. Um, I'm trying to find some specifics here, but of course, I wasn't super prepared on this. I was like, hey, if we talk about it, I have something ready to go. Yeah. But yeah, that would have been cool to... 
I, I mean, I love Kurt Angle. I hate watching him hobble around because he's so fucked up body wise, you know, but um, I, I wouldn't mind him in a referee, special guest referee position, you know. I really wanted to see him as a fourth shield member for a while. That was amazing. Yeah, that was really cool the way that all worked out, honestly. One of the better things in the last 10 years that they've done. Yeah. I mean, even Um, him teaming up with Ronda Rousey was, you know, one of the best debuts ever. So he still um, got it in him if he really wanted to wrestle again. But he's really pushing it at this point. Yeah, he's got to be in in a lot of pain on a regular basis, no matter what he does, you know? Yep. He just looks like he's in pain, you know, a lot of these guys. Yep. I mean, hit that canvas 5,000 times in a month. Right. But I'm not into it. But, yeah, that'd be cool to see Kurt. (laughs) That's, That's not my thing. That's not my thing. You do you. Yeah, that's about all I got, Chris. All right. I think we covered a lot of ground here. Uh, let's see. Elimination Chambers next Saturday. We'll be doing a show before then. We'll make our Elimination Chamber picks. Yeesh. We uh, will be doing them on Pro Wrestling Scorecards again. So if you have the chance, digital.prowrestlingscorecards.com, and we will give you our screen names next week. You can compete against us. We get enough people involved, we might even be able to start a group. Get a group, a group. <laughs> but other yeah. than that, yeah, we'll, see how bad gonna... Nick's beat my ass again this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna keep pumping out the updates on SmackDown coming up and Raw and AEW. And make sure you like, subscribe, rate, share with all your Mark friends. Yeah. Until then, this has been off the post. I've been uh, I've been Chris. And I've been Nick. Nick. Russ. Just rest in peace. It just, it just sound like it's good shit. Goodbye, everybody. God damn it. Uh-huh.